Border to Border, the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Voted on by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The award-winning Wendy's Big Show. Let's get ready to rock. Let's get ready to go. Get set. Ready. Get up. Hey. Let's get it on. The Wendy's Big Show. Showtime, baby. Showtime. This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson, and the inventor of the Lambo Leap, Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler. Welcome in, hour two of the Wendy's Big Show. Toby Altizer in for the guys today. Leroy Butler will be on his way back from Green Bay. He was up there. Make sure you check out his new exhibit at the Packers Hall of Fame. Again, opened up today. The Leap Exhibit, honoring Leroy Butler in the original Lambeau Leap. You can check that out up at Lambeau Field and the Packers Hall of Fame. Tim Shea producing the show we're live from the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University is now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. So we talked about the Brewers in the first hour. Obviously, the big topic of discussion and the big news for this week is Packers training camp is getting underway. Aaron Rodgers yesterday talked with the media, and he had some interesting comments about wide receiver room. So I do want to get into some Packers wide receivers and talk with you guys about that. But first, let's hear from Aaron Rodgers and some of the things he had to say. First clip here pokes a little bit of fun at the comment Devontae Adams had made last week or over the weekend, talking about going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer in terms of going from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers poking a little fun at that. Yeah, I mean, it's always tough going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh, you know, from Devontae to, to Allen, it's going to be, uh, you know, a transition. But he's capable of a lot. And the way things have gone with the reps and the guys that we've had here and the targets that we've, uh, we've you know, doled out, he hasn't had a ton of opportunities. But, he, you know, he's... Since his first day here, he's, he's turned heads, and so it's not surprising him to go out and have a really consistent day today. But he's been working hard. Uh, he has a lot to prove, I think, uh, to himself and other people, maybe to the team uh, as well. So I like a hungry Alan Lazard, uh, you know, and, and it'll be an adjustment for us, but I'm, I'm uh, happy with day one. Aaron Rodgers later on continued talking about Alan Lazard. Here's some more of what Rodgers had to say. Who, who I don't think we need any patience with is Allen. I really feel like Allen is ready to make a jump and to be a number one receiver, and I'm excited about uh, the opportunity to work with him. So there you heard some comments from Aaron Rodgers, some high praise. He thinks he's ready to take the step up to a number one. So we're asking you this. I think we know the answer to this question for Rodgers, but who do you think will step up and take the number one wide receiver role this season for the Packers? I think we know Aaron's answer is probably going to be Lazard, or at least that's who he thinks it's going to be. That's who he sees having the opportunity. That's who 
has known this offense, various things. Who do you think will step up and take the number one wide receiver role this season? You can give us a call on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line, 855-830-8648. Start your deal today at vanhornauto.com, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. I think this is interesting because Aaron obviously is talking about Alan Lazard, and he has high hopes for him. And I think rightfully so, because going into this season, he's probably the guy that knows the offense the best in terms of guys that are still around and has the playing abilities still left. You think about Randall Cobb. All right, they have a chemistry that's pretty obvious, having Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb back together, but this isn't a young Randall Cobb anymore. So... Is he going to get used in this offense? Absolutely. But is he going to be a number one type target? Probably not. And then you look at the outside and you think, because when you think of a number one style receiver, you think about Devontae leaving town, you're going to think about someone on the outside who's going to run those intermediate, be able to kind of run all the routes, but more so that number one target for Aaron Rodgers, more so down the field. And I don't know who that's going to be. You know, you have kind of options of Christian Watson, the second rounder that you drafted to kind of fill in. Is he going to be able to step in right away? Especially now that he's starting training camp on the pup list. Who knows when he gets back out on the field? Hopefully it's soon, but is he going to be the guy to step up? Romeo Dubs, a fourth rounder, is that a guy? Torre, a seventh rounder? I don't know that I feel like any of those guys right away are going to step in. Alan Lazard is the one with probably the easiest path to taking that number one type role. Sammy Watkins as well, but he's another interesting one in that he starts training camp on the NFI list, non-football injury list, and he's not going to start training camp practicing and gaining that chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. So who's going to step in and be that number one guy? You know, I think the easy answer is Alan Lazard. I think that's probably the answer that most people are going to give you if you ask them who is going to be the number one. And I guess at the beginning of the season, if you're looking at it that way, very simple. It is going to be Alan Lazard because he's the only one who's really had the chemistry on the outside with Aaron to walk in right away and be that number one guy. But I think down the road... For me, if he can stay healthy, I think Sammy Watkins can take over that role because you're still going to have Lazard involved in the blocking scheme. You know, that's his best trait. You ask any Packers fan about Alan Lazard, they're going to bring up his blocking at some point or another because that's such an important part of his game. And so if you're going to be using him as a number one receiver, you're probably going to take some of that away. So I think the Packers would like to have someone else step up and still use him as that number two type option so that they can continue to use him in the blocking scheme. But I don't know if any of these guys right away will be ready to take number one. But by the end of the season, who do you think would be that number one guy? I want to hope that Christian Watson can come in and help out at some point this season and be a big part of this offense. I don't know that he's going to be able to help out right away. Again, starting on the PUP list with whatever injury he's dealing with, don't have much clarification on that except for the fact that everyone we've talked to has said, well, it's nothing that bad, so he should be back out on the field at some point. So I'm interested to see when he can get back out on the practice field so he can build that chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. 
but you'd love to see him be able to contribute. The reason that I'm a little skeptical about this Packers offense when I look at it, you talk about the wide receivers, obviously, and lacking some talent there. You talk about the tight ends and Tunyon when he comes back, you'll feel a lot more confident in them. But up until then, you question some of the talent in that tight end room. I'm wondering who's going to be that guy that can give Rodgers a target in that intermediate zone in the middle of the field that Devontae so often would own. You know, running those 10, 15, 20-yard in routes. Who's going to be that guy? Who's someone that can be that threat over the middle of the field, behind the linebackers, maybe in front of the safeties, that kind of guy that's going to sit in that area? Is Tunyon going to be that guy when he comes back? Maybe that's who it's going to be. But so often, Devontae was able to give you stuff all over the field. Who's going to be able to step into that kind of role and help you right away? I think Christian Watson, in an ideal world, would be that guy because he's got the size, he's got the speed, but I question if he has the route running. You know, That's what made Devontae so special. His speed was good, but it wasn't necessarily the most elite speed you've ever seen. It was his route running and release. And can someone come in and take that role by using their ability to run routes? I'm not sure. Alan Lazard, you think of him, you think big body blocker, big body receiver that can go up and get it. You think about these other guys that got drafted as rookies, Torre, Dubs, Watson. Those guys are all speed guys. And Watson's even been compared to MVS. So that's not a guy that's going over the middle to make catches. That's a guy that's running, you know, a couple of routes, but mostly down the field. And that's kind of what Dubs is as well. And you read these guys' scouting reports, and it says they, you know, can lack a little bit of that intermediate to short area route running. And I think that's going to be missing for the Packers this year. Hopefully that Randall Cobb and Amari Rogers can help you out in the slot with those sort of regions unless you know until someone can step up on the outside but that's why I'm wondering who's going to step up in this number one role honestly for me the guy that's going to have the talent but I don't know if he's going to be able to stay on the field is Sammy Watkins this is a guy that has pedigree as someone that was drafted early on in the first round as a number four overall pick back with Buffalo dealt with injuries throughout his career but in terms of track record too He's the guy that has had 1,000 yards in this receiving core. He had 1,000 yards his second year in Buffalo. And oh, that's a long time ago. Since then, the most he's had, I believe, is right around 650. But Alan Lazard hasn't gone for 650 yet. So is that something that he's ready to take a step up and do? I'm just not sold on Alan Lazard. I know a lot of people are going to say that I'm a hater on Alan Lazard. And look, I'd love to be wrong about this. I just don't see him stepping up and being a number one type. Could he go for 700, 750 yards this season? Yeah, I'm sure he could. I don't see him going for 1,000. I don't know if I see anyone going for 1,000 on the Packers, to be honest. I think maybe at some point someone will have to just because of how much they're probably going to you know, pass the ball with Aaron Rodgers under center. But I don't know that I see Lazard being that guy. Who do you see being the guy that's going to step up in this Packers receiver room and take over as the number one, 855-830-8648. You can give us a call on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Start your deal today at vanhornauto.com, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. We'll continue talking Packers receivers next. Wisconsin-wide, the Big Show Radio Network. 
Wendy's Big Show, Toby Altizer, Tim Shea producing today in the Lakeland University studios. And you can never miss a moment from the Big Show ever again. With the free Odyssey app, you can download the Big Show and listen whenever and wherever works best for you. And at Wendy's, you can get yourself a Strawberry Frosty. With a Strawberry Frosty, time to enjoy yourselves built right in. So they're so rich and creamy that a straw is not going to cut it. And finishing one, well... That's going to take you at least 15 minutes, so make sure you check your watch. Is it frosty time yet? And by that, we mean, is it time for you to have a moment with just you and your frosty doing whatever goes best with the best treat of the summer? These strawberry frosty treats are going fast, so when it's time for frosty time, choose wisely, choose Wendy's. 855-830-8648 on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Which Packers wide receiver do you think will step up and take the number one role this season, again, 855-830-8648 if you want to give us a call there, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. I'm not sold on Lazard. I'm not. I think that's the easy answer. I think that's probably the best choice, too, as well. But I just, I'm not sold on him being able to take that big leap. I think that other guys have more talent or are able to. But I did think I saw an interesting tweet from someone in the break warrior poet tweets in and says potentials there for Lazard I think interesting player comp for me is Marcus Colston not burners but great hands route running do think we could really see him break out this season and looking at a guy like Marcus Colston someone that he's right wasn't the biggest burner but had a bigger body was able to do some of the things that Lazard can do he had multiple thousand yard seasons Now, can Lazard do that after coming off a season where, you know, he's increased his yardage, but 513 yards last season, the year before 451, the year before that 477. I mean, this guy's only cracked 500 yards once in the four years he's been in the league. And like Roger said, he hasn't had the opportunities necessarily, but I think it is something interesting that, a lot of Packers fans just assume that this guy is going to be able to take that next step, and maybe he will be. It seems like Aaron Rodgers is on board with that as well, so who might have questioned him? 855-830-8648. Let's get out to Tony in Sussex. Tony, what's going on, man? Hi. Um, I, I think um, I, I, like, I like the fact that um, we have, we're going to have a lot of different options. I have a feeling Lazard's going to be the one. And I think he's only cracked the 500-yard mark, I think you said once. Yep. Is, is because of Devontae Adams. I mean, a lot of a lot of receivers weren't, aren't, weren't getting opportunities because of Devontae Adams. And I think it, Devontae Adams early is going to be the one, definitely, but because of his experience, whether he, he'll hold on to that and, you know, and, and run with it and really take over, that number one spot is, you know, we're just going to have to see. But I think the big, uh, the big question mark here is, is, is like you say, is who's going to step up. But the thing is, I think what really held or held a lot of people back, a lot of receivers back, is when your focus, when your focus is on one receiver. What was it, eighty percent of the plays? You know, it was actually for uh, Devontae. These other guys. 
are good, but they're not they're not getting that opportunity to show anything. And I think you're going to see some guys come out of the woodwork that are that have been there, and people think they're just you know pedestrian and that kind of thing. But I think you're going to be surprised. We're going to all be surprised at who steps up, and uh, you know, and 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 we're going to have some names that we haven't heard you know for a, ever heard. But well, I think Lazard's got that opportunity. He's got that big body, so. I think early he'll be the one, but I can't really, I don't know who after that, you know, maybe yeah. that, the rookie we got, I forget his name. Watson uh, or Dubs, one uh, of those guys, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, they love them. So it's, it's going to be interesting, but, you know, keep that running game going too because we're going to need those two guys. 100%. Tony, appreciate All the right, phone have call. A good day. Thanks. 855-830-8648 if you want to hop in on the conversation. Who's going to be the guy that steps up into this number one wide receiver role? I Again, I think Lazard makes the most sense. Again, here is Aaron Rodgers. So they were talking about the wide receivers. He mentioned a little earlier in his press conference with the media that he was, you know, you need to have a little bit of patience with Christian Watson. You need to have a little bit of patience with Romeo Dubs. Here's what he had to say about Alan Lazard, though. Who, who I don't think we need any patience with is Allen. I really feel like Allen is ready to make a jump and to be a number one receiver, and I'm excited about uh, the opportunity to work with him. So it sounds like he believes Allen Lazard is ready to take that jump. You know, it's going to be a big jump. You know, he's never been more than a number two, and, you know, a lot of Packers fans question even him as a number two. For a while, you know, the conversation was, does Aaron Rodgers have enough weapons? Are they doing a good enough job of giving him what he needs to win a Super Bowl. And for whatever reason, we've had an odd change among a majority of Packers fans in that it's gone from Alan Lazard is not that good. He's He shouldn't be a number two to some of the same people turning around and saying, yeah, I think Lazard's ready to be a number one. I'm a little skeptical of that. I think he's going to have every opportunity to prove himself this year. You know, the Packers were in the mix on Julio Jones, and we're going to talk about that coming up in the third hour a little bit. If you're a little bit frustrated with that sort of thing continuing to happen with the the Packers, the Bucks, and the Brewers. But they were supposedly in the mix on Julio, but they didn't bring him in. Are they going to consider bringing in a guy like a Will Fuller or an Odell Beckham? I'm not sure at this point. But they're, these guys are going to have the opportunity. At the start of training camp here, these guys, and that's all of them. That's a Watkins, which he's not on the field yet. That's a Watson, again, not on the field yet. A Dubs, a Torre, a Jawan Winfrey. Rodgers talked a little bit about him as well and said that he's making plays. Lazard, all these guys can view that number one spot on the depth chart at the wide receiver position as a legitimate goal. And that's what makes this training camp for the Packers so intriguing. You know, we talk about the defense and how solid that's going to be. And, you know, maybe, again, we're making some assumptions about defense, maybe, that, you know, we're just assuming it's going to be a top unit. But even so, that's going to be a solid unit, I would think, no matter what. So, you know, we're taking more time and focusing on the offense. And this just hasn't been the case for the Packers in a while, where they head into a training camp and there's question marks surrounding a lot of the offense. You know, when you look at the positions on offense, there's really only two that are solidified. Aaron Rodgers at quarterback and then the running backs. 
And that's about it. And even at looking at the running backs, there's question marks about how the usage is going to change now that Devontae's out of town. Then you get to the other positions, tight ends, big question marks. When is Tunyon going to get back on the field? How much of an impact is Josiah DeGuara, Mercedes Lewis, those guys going to be able to make? You look at the offensive line, and we've talked about that extensively throughout the week, so I don't need to dive into that anymore. And then a wide receiver. Who's going to step up and take that number one role? We don't know yet. And I think that's the intriguing part, again, about this training camp. It's wide open. Wide open for someone to take it. And when that happens, you're going to hear all about it throughout camp. And so far through two practices or you know one and a half or I think practices going on right now at Green Bay, you know, you're hearing good things about Alan Lazard. And maybe in the first portion of the season, just because of his familiarity with the playbook, his familiarity with Aaron Rodgers, maybe he is going to be the guy to step up. But is that something that we see him taking a step up and actually earning that number one? Or just by default, he ends up as the number one guy because Watson's not ready as a rookie. Dubs is a fourth rounder. He's not ready as a rookie. Watkins hasn't developed the chemistry and... He's not quite there yet after being injured. Is that something we're going to see Alan Lazar just earn by default? And, you know, he's only getting you 50 yards a game or whatever you think he's going to average. Or is that something that he's really going to go out there and earn? That's something that I'm really interested to see with this season and how as it progresses. Because I think he's capable. I think he's got the tools. I'm a little skeptical that he can do it. I'd love to see Christian Watson to get on the field as soon as possible because I think he's got the skills, and if you can develop his route running a little bit more and work on some of those finesse things, he's got all the physical tools. He's got all the stuff that you want in a number one receiver. I think you just need to work on some of that finesse with the route running and getting in and out of breaks and being sharp in his cuts, and if that's the case, I think you could see Christian Watson come in and make an impact by the end of the season. I know he's playing lesser competition at North Dakota State and all that. and You know, you can continue to talk about that. But I think working inside of Matt LaFleur's system, Matt LaFleur is going to be able to do a good job of scheming him open and finding ways to work to his strengths as opposed to exploiting his weaknesses. And if that is the case, I think you could see Christian Watson really step up towards the end of the season. But, I mean, I can't really make any assumptions about that because we haven't seen him on the practice field yet with Aaron Rodgers at training camp. So who knows what exactly happens there. All right, we're going to take a quick break from Packers Talk. I want to talk with Chris Thomason from the St. Paul Pioneer Press up in Minnesota to talk about the Vikings and get some thoughts on them. They bring in a new head coach, Kevin O'Connell, someone that I don't think a lot of people know a whole lot about. Interested to hear how things are going up at Minnesota Training Camp. We'll talk with Chris Thomason next here on the Wendy's Big Show. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. I don't ever want to feel like I did that day. Take me to the place I love. Take me all the way. I don't ever want to feel like I did that day. Take me to the place I love. Take me all the way. It's the Wendy's Big Show. Toby Altizer in with you today. Leroy Butler on his way back from Green Bay as they unveiled his new leap exhibit up at the Packers Hall of Fame. Make sure you check that out up 
up in Green Bay if you're ever in the area. And joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Schneider is hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com. From the St. Paul Pioneer Press, Chris Thomason joins us. Chris, how you doing today? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Looking ahead, you know, training camp's finally underway. It's good to be talking football again. But looking at this Vikings football team, what's it been like with Kevin O'Connell getting things started up there in Minnesota for his first training camp? Well, all the players will tell you just a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm, positive attitude, a lot different than the Mike Zimmer regime where uh, Eric Kendricks, the star linebacker, after Zimmer was fired, said with their new coach they didn't need a fear-based organization. So it's kind of 180 degrees from that, a lot of positive energy, but obviously they're still – Oh and oh, and we'll find out September 11th against the Green Bay Packers how they do in that opener. Well, and then looking at the offense, you go from a defensive head coach in Zimmer to now an offensive guy in Kevin O'Connell, who I believe worked with Kirk Cousins in Washington. What can we expect to see different out of the Vikings offense this season? Well, they're keeping a lot of the stuff under wraps, and I don't think they're going to show a tremendous amount in open practices during training camp. But basically there's going to be a lot of guys moving around. I mean, you might see Dalvin Cook going out wide. You might see Irv Smith, the tight end, going out wide in a four-receiver type of combination. I mean, guys are going to be moved around a lot, and uh, they want to confuse the opponents. They have a lot of weapons, and they're going to be – looking to put them in different spots on offense, no doubt. One thing that I thought was interesting going through the offseason, too, you obviously have a new GM, got a new head coach. One thing I thought was interesting in the draft is the Vikings traded with the Lions and they traded with the Packers, and those picks ended up being Jamison Williams and Christian Watson. Was that something that surprised you? Well, uh, a little bit. You know, initially when they first did it with, Detroit so you're thinking okay well it's Detroit I mean are they a serious NFC North contender but then when the Green Bay won it was kind of like hmm, this is like really interesting I certainly can't remember in my time here I've been covering the team since 2013 a trade with the Packers but um, basically Quasi Adafo Mensa the new general manager also said well you know they're trading with us too and we're trying to better our team just the way that they are but what made the trades interesting is both teams Detroit and Green Bay took players at skill kind of high profile positions wide receiver so that's going to make it more interesting anytime those guys score a touchdown especially against the Vikings people might say oh the pick they acquired from the Vikings so to be honest, the Vikings didn't know, of course, when they made those trades, who Detroit and Green Bay would end up picking. So it's probably a little bit different with a wide receiver, those teams picking, than if they had just you know, drafted a, a right guard 
Yeah. You're not going to say, ah, oh, great block by the right guard. <laughs> that's the pick they got for the Vikings. Well, and that's what I thought was so interesting as well. Talking with Chris Thomason from the St. Paul Pioneer Press covers the Vikings for them. What's been the general feel with the new GM and head coach in town? Are Vikings fans a fan of it? Were they initially a little hesitant? What's been the feel with those guys in town now? Well, after two straight losing seasons and kind of same old with Rick Spielman as general manager, he was in the position for 10 years and Mike Zimmer as coach for eight years. Vikings fans were ready for something new and they're kind of intrigued Adolfo Mensa, obviously, is known for his analytics background. He's an up-and-coming type guy. Kevin O'Connell is known as an up-and-coming type guy. But Adolfo Mensa has never been a general manager. O'Connell's never been a head coach at any level. In fact, has never even called plays. He didn't call plays as the offense coordinator for the Rams. Sean McVay, the head coach, did. So there's not a lot of experience there. So, you know, everything looks good now and people are excited but uh obviously we'll have to see how it plays out so outside of the coaching staff and the new regime in the front office what are the big question marks for the vikings as training camp gets underway um basically cornerback is a situation they didn't sign a veteran type cornerback that uh, an outside cornerback they got Sullivan from uh, Green Bay the Mm -hmm. free agent but he's kind of a nickelback Um, yeah so Patrick Peterson is showing some age a little bit at one cornerback and then the two young guys will battle for the other spot Cameron Dantzler and Andrew Booth Jr. and uh, so that and obviously staying healthy on defense is pivotal I mean Darius Smith, the former Packer, played in just two games last year, the opener in the playoff game due to a back injury. Daniil Hunter has played in just seven games in each of the last two seasons. If those guys are healthy, they've got one of the best pass rush duos in the league. But if not, I mean, we'll have to see what happens with that defense since the defense has been the primary issue the past two years with – pretty much caused Zimmer's job. I mean, the defense collapsed the last two years. Well, and they spent their first two picks on defense, I believe, with Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth. How have those guys been looking early on in camp, and are those guys going to be people that are going to be on the field right away for Minnesota? Well, Andrew Booth had a good first practice. I wrote a story online. Uh, He had a diving interception. I talked to Patrick Peterson about him, and he's really impressed with how he's looked early, said that he's going to be a problem for foes pretty soon here. Uh, Lewis Seen, I mean, he, he's, I should say Booth, though, is still running second team at this point behind Danzler. Lewis Seen is running second team behind Cameron, excuse me, uh, Cameron Bynum. So they're bringing the rookies along slowly. So we'll see if those guys, either one moves it up the first team, that'll be interesting. But you know, the jury is obviously still out on both their rookies. Talking with Chris Thomason from the St. Paul Pioneer Press here on the Wendy's Big Show, transitioning to the offensive side of the ball, Kirk Cousins played, I, I think, a pretty underrated season last year. I thought he played pretty well, but, you know, people still talk about it as Kirk Cousins, you know, kind of a joke. But can we expect a good season out of Kirk again this season? Do you think that everything's in place for him to have another another successful campaign like he did last year? 
Well, the mystery with Kirk Cousins, if you just covered up his one loss record, the starter, and showed somebody his stats, you'd look and think, gosh, this guy maybe has been uh, all pro, perennial pro bowler, perhaps had postseason success uh, because he puts up these great numbers and, and he's always a 500 quarterback. And that's exactly what he is now, 59-59-2. I mean, the last two years, a lot of the problems were with the defense. So you can't pin that on Cousins. But, you know, obviously he hasn't had the comebacks and he hasn't played as well at times in the fourth quarter that people expect. But he's now got a comfortable, more comfortable situation with his head coach, Kevin O'Connell, who was the Washington quarterback's coach in 2017 when Cousins was there. And there definitely was friction between Cousins and Zimmer. So he's got a coach he's more comfortable with. They're tailoring the offense perhaps even more to him. So – Yeah, I mean, this is the year that Cousins not only needs to put up big numbers, but they need a good one-loss record also. Just two more for you here, talking with Chris Thomason, again from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Justin Jefferson just continues to get better and better. How many guys are better than him in the league, and do you see him maybe getting to that top spot by the end of this season? Because in my opinion, the top three receivers – right now would be Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, and Justin Jefferson, whichever order you want to put them in. But I think Justin Jefferson has all the potential to be that top guy in the NFL. Do you see that happening anytime soon? Well, he certainly thinks so, and uh, I would agree with you on your top three. I had a chance to talk to Justin a few days ago. He told me that he wants to be the first NFL player to have a 2,000-yard season, and he kind of reiterated what he had said before about – Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL now, but he expects to be at the end of this season. And then I asked him about Cooper Cup, and he said, well, <laughs> I'm ahead of him now. <laughs> so he's no doubt a confident guy. And uh, despite playing in Zimmer's, quote, conservative attack or, quote, run-oriented attack, whatever you want to call it, the last two years, he put up amazing numbers. So there's no reason that he shouldn't put up perhaps – even bigger numbers this season. So uh, we'll see what happens, and uh, we'll see if he uh, is the number one guy at the end of the season, according to most people. Last question here for you. Looking at the NFC North, I know training camp just gets underway, but is it just going to be, or, or what's the consensus among Vikings fans? Are they the only ones competing with the Packers? Do they think that they have a shot in the NFC North against the Packers. How do Vikings fans feel, and where do you think, if things started right now, the NFC North would shake out? Well, I mean, Vikings fans obviously see things through rose-colored glasses like a lot of fans. I mean, they're certainly optimistic about contending for the NFC North. I think Green Bay is still, despite losing Adams, is the uh, class of the division and the favorite to win the division. And then... It's definitely a, probably a two-team situation. I mean, uh, last couple years, the, you know, the Bears Bears obviously won the division in 2018 and made the playoffs in 2020, but they're pretty much rebuilding. So, And, of course, Detroit is Detroit. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, two, it's a two-team race, and uh, we're going to learn a lot that first game 
September 11th, Vikings Packers, U.S. Bank Stadium. Well, well one, one, one last one here for you, Chris, before I let you go. I know the Packers last year, they didn't play a whole lot of guys in their preseason and in turn came out week one and got spanked by the Saints. What's the Vikings' philosophy on that? Are they going to play their guys in the preseason and be ready for week one? Uh, we haven't even got to the point where we've asked uh, O'Connell about that, and who knows uh, what he'll say. I mean, the first, their first preseason game is two weeks from Sunday, so uh, we'll uh, we'll find out then, and uh, we'll ask the week leading into that game, and we'll see what he has to say. Sounds good. Chris, appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. There you heard from Chris Thomason from the St. Paul Pioneer Press on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider is hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com. Border to Border, the Big Show Radio Network. News Big Show on the Big Show Radio Network. Toby Altizer, Tim Shea producing here in the second hour. Adam Roberts will be here soon. And hopefully Leroy Butler will be back. Ask him about the new Leap exhibit up at the Packers Hall of Fame. Make sure to check that out if you are up in Green Bay. That's not going to be there for forever. Temporary exhibit, so make sure you check out the new Lambeau Leap exhibit up in Green Bay at the Packers Hall of Fame. At Wendy's, you can get yourself some hot and crispy fries. Wendy's knows everyone hates cold and soggy fries. That's why Wendy's serves them up hot and crispy all day, every day. Natural cut, skin on potatoes, fried to golden perfection, and perfectly sprinkled with sea salt, just the way they should be. Plus, Wendy's fries aren't like other fries. They're not hot one second, then cold the next. They're served up hot and crispy every single time, standing up to any dip you throw at them. So grab your favorite sauce or a Frosty, maybe a vanilla, chocolate, or even a strawberry Frosty if you're into that sort of thing and taste the difference that Hot and Crispy can make. Head to Wendy's today and get your order of Hot and Crispy fries at participating Wendy's. Talked with Chris Thomason from the St. Paul Pioneer Press there in the last segment. And one thing that I thought was interesting and uh, glad that I remembered to ask him I'm going to be interested to see what Minnesota does with their starters in the preseason. We already know what the Packers are going to do. They're going to do the same thing they did last year, more than likely. And I don't think there's any chance that Aaron Rodgers plays in any of the preseason games. You know, Leroy and I have talked about it quite a bit, that you don't want to risk injury to one of these guys, especially a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Look, I think we believe that the Packers could be still a solid football team with this defense even if it meant that Jordan Love had to start, but I sure don't want to have to see it. I don't. I want to see 12 under center all year long, and the best way for me to guarantee that I'm going to do that, I don't need to see him in the preseason. You throw the red practice jersey on when you practice against the Saints and some joint practices, make sure he doesn't get hit. If I have to throw him out there in actual preseason action, I can't throw the red jersey on him, so I can't protect him the same I can in a controlled practice. So I'm not throwing him out there. Maybe some of the other guys need to get out there. I wonder if some of last year's struggle in week one and 
Aaron Rodgers not playing in the preseason had anything to do with some of the offseason and whether he'd put in the same amount of work. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. But everything struggled for the Packers in week one of last year. I mean, Jameis Winston carves up the Packers. They, they couldn't do a whole lot of anything right. So maybe some of the other guys will play a little bit more. I think maybe you have to consider at least some sort of philosophical change there if you're Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekinds just because of how much you struggled. You're coming out against the Minnesota Vikings in week one. I think we all agree that when it comes down to it, it's going to be Minnesota and Green Bay at the end of the year. Those are the two teams in the North. And you're playing one of those teams week one. You're playing Minnesota week one. So you need to be ready to go. You're going up to Minnesota, and maybe that's going to be some extra internal motivation for these guys that, hey, we are going to be playing a divisional opponent right away. So if you're not ready to go, that's going to be a problem. I'm interested to see what the Vikings do, though. Are they going to be ones that come out and put a little emphasis on it and start all their guys in the preseason, give them a little more time? I think that's something to watch. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back in the third hour, do want to talk about Wisconsin teams are always in the mix, but they never seem to get the guy. Does that bother you? We'll talk about that next in the Wendy's Big Show. Wisconsin-wide, the Big Show Radio Network.